You're listening to Salon Frequency, a podcast for salon professionals that are revolutionizing the texture of salon culture. I am so grateful for your presence today. Welcome back if you've been binge listening to the podcast episodes and welcome, welcome, welcome if this is your first time listening. I truly appreciate you being a part of my podcasting journey and it has been a journey. Today, I'm really, really excited because I have an amazing guest for you today. But before we get into it, I just wanted to take some time and acknowledge that this is the end of season two of Salon Frequency and I am so excited to be moving into a new season with this journey. I have so many things in store for you in the upcoming season and I can't wait for you to hear them. But for now, enjoy this affirming conversation because I'm sure you can tell by the title that it's going to be a great one. So without further ado, I'm going to go ahead and introduce our guest today. Welcome, Beverly, to Salon Frequency. I'm so excited to speak with you. I'm going to go ahead and get started by reading your bio to everyone. So it says, Beverly Charles is a professional loctician and natural hair care specialist who has always had a love for hair since the age of eight. She pursued her passion in 2017 by establishing a successful brand called B Quality Locks LLC, which provides quality hair care services exclusively to the lock community. Beverly builds her customer loyalty by focusing on the quality of her clients' tresses versus the styling and is dedicated to bringing healthy hair, consumer care, and integrity back to the forefront of the hair industry with her brand. Her future goal is to educate inspiring entrepreneurs who want to start their own brand and help create a thriving hair community without drama. I love your bio. I love everything that you stand for in your mission. So welcome, Beverly, to Salon Frequency. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Of course. How could I not? Because of your mission and because of what you're striving to achieve within the industry, is it's revolutionary, right? And so I feel like you're in the right place. Yes. <laughs> and so with that, what called you to pursue your passion in 2017? Uh, I'm trying to figure out if I should do the long version or the short version, but... I've always, always, always had a love for hair, always. Um, But my love for locks started um, way back. And I I, I just loved doing it. But I was tired of all the products, tired of, you know, um, you know, seeing build up. I didn't like to see that. So as I gathered my love for locks and doing it and, going through all of that, I was like, there got to be a different way. And I found a way to be able to do hair without using any type of products. And I'm a loner by nature. I'm shy by nature. Um, So I was always scared to go like into the salon because of the negative, you know, stigma that's normally on salons because I don't like drama. So um, I never really went into it. And then I said to myself, I don't think I can really do this. Like, this is, this is like, I don't think I can do it. And I was always doubting myself. However, my dream came to fruition 
when I was working at a doctor's office and I was so fed up every single day. It was just so hard. I was like, I don't want to go here. I don't want to go here. Why am I coming here? And I will call off from work literally several times out the week to go do hair. Cause I was like, man, I can make more money just doing hair before I can go to work. So let me just go ahead and do this hair real quick. You know, they'll write me up. I'll be okay. You know, and then one day something happened and I was like, you know what? I called my mom. I said, mom, this isn't for me. I know what I want to do, but this isn't for me. And she says, leave. I said, what? She says, leave. And I said, okay. I picked up my things and I was out the building. I never looked back. I never looked back and and I just it just it just happened it just fell in my lap and it just happened and I'm just happy about it I'm happy to hear that you pursued what was calling you and what was what was for your heart and you didn't like keep it in the space of I'm going here because my mom or whoever society is telling me I have to work in this space you're just like I'm gonna do what I love and I can do that for a living. You say that you had a love for locks specifically. Had you started doing loose natural hair and didn't like loose natural hair or was locks something that you like always saw growing up? Like how did it, how did you decide locks is it versus everything natural hair? Believe it or not, I don't even remember I don't have a memory really of seeing people with locks outside of Bob Marley when I was younger. I grew up in a really strict um, Christian household um, to Caribbean parents. My parents are from Haiti. So locks weren't a thing that I would see, you know, typically, even though I grew up in a predominantly you know, black neighborhoods and stuff like that. It's just, I didn't grow up seeing it. It's not until I got older. However, I didn't start like that. I started off doing braids. I can braid some hair, you know? So it was like braids and the weaves and, you know, perming, like relaxing, not perming, but relaxing hair. And it was when my my uncle or my brother one of them they wanted their hair locked and I was like why and I was like man you could do it and I was like I've never done that before what you mean I can do it and then I mean he was like just try it's like you do it all the time just try it I was like how can I do something all the time that I've never done and they were like just do it and I just did it and I felt so calm doing it and I was like hold up I don't have to sit here for a whole bunch of hours to do this and I could get this result. I was like, yeah, I like this. I like this. So it became, I think it was just something that just came to me just so naturally. And that's how I got into it. Um, it's not that I don't know how to do anything else. It's just that this is my preference. I feel like this is my call. It's my niche. It's like, you know, when you went to hair school and they gave you all these different, you know, things, you you had the cutting, you had the, what you call it, coloring, the hair colorist, you got someone that, you know, maybe good with wedding hair and stuff like that. I realized for me, what made me happy, I could get up any day, no matter what time of day and say, I'm going to go do some hair. That was with locks. That was me. And that's when I knew, hey, this is what I want to do. I wake up six o'clock. My first client comes at six o'clock in the morning. That tells you this is what I want to do. So 
it just it's easy for me i love it it it's it's like a um it's almost like a freedom in the hair industry that is almost kind of like it's uh, i want to say it's unheard of but it's like untapped you know, because people tell you like, you have to do everything. You go to hair school and they, they teach you all the different things. And so you are taught or you may feel like I got to do all these things, but you can zone into just one and you can thrive there. And like, you're an example of that. And I find it interesting that you started out doing it within your family, but also felt confident enough to keep doing it to build a business on your own. You know what I mean? Like you didn't have other people like telling you do more, do more, do more that you would hear in the salon. You had like your own, your own vision and you were able to hold on to that. Do you, did you feel like your experiences as a child in the salon was what kept you from having that whole salon experience? Um, no, because, um, I didn't go to the salon like that as a child. <laughs> I didn't. Um, I didn't start going to the salon until I was much older. And sitting there for hours upon hours and, you know, hearing all the gossip and all that other type stuff, it was like, mm, I don't want to come. It was always like a dread for me. It didn't feel like self-care where I thought it should be. Like when you go, I'm about to treat myself, but then you treating yourself and you're sitting there like the whole day. And I, yeah, I was like, I'll never step foot in another salon. And that went even for my business. And to, believe it or not, honestly, I don't even think I would have stepped in my business if it wasn't for my family. Okay, because my family was the one, um, you know what, not only my family, but my son's father. I remember one day, this is after I walked off the job and, and, and I said, I'm, I'm done, I'm over it. And I spent a month just lounging, just, you know, having a come to God moment, you know, just centering myself and finding me. He comes over one day and he's like, get a notebook. I get a notebook. And he was like, cause you could do this. You can do this. You can do the hair thing. You can make a business out of it. Like you already side hustling with it already. You know, you already doing it. And the way I end up coming about doing it is they see my brother hair. They'll see my uncle hair. They'll see my aunt's hair. And, they'll, and people will be like, well, who did your hair? Well, you know, and then they'll tell them about me and that's how that ended up and everything was organically um even on social media it's just it started off with just one post a day which is still my thing I've never been one to kind of do it like everybody else I just do it when I'm ready to do it because I feel as if once it's organic it feels true it feels right when it's time to do it, it's not a fight to do it because I'm not trying to put up this thing to be like everybody else. Um, so it just came naturally as far as that. And I have a great support system. So that's how that came about. I love that you, 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 you entered it with your heart. You know what I mean? Like a lot of times people enter things with like, I, I need to be the best of the best and I need to like compete with all the other people. But like when you're, you've entered it from a very like, pure revolutionary like I'm following my passion space and that shows you have tens of thousands of followers on Instagram like by happenstance right? <laughs> <laughs> what, 
Was it difficult? Like, I mean, if you look at your pictures, you know how it happens. Like, I am constantly inspired by what you post. And it's like in the captions, but more so in the visual. Like, I can see the love that you have for the hair and for the clientele that you service through your pictures. Like, it shows. And so it's just like, why would I not want this to be a part of my journey or my experience on social media? All the other foolishness that we see... I need this. I need this reminder. <laughs> yeah. So thank I like you. Make, I got. I like to make love to the hair. You know, um, for everything that you love, when you love something, you have a passion for it. It comes through. It comes through. They'll they'll talk about the crisp lines, and for me, I just see like a line going towards your journey. Or they'll talk about you know how I make it so neat, and honestly, I think that's just the love on it you know, and to be able to do so without utilizing any product um, outside of like rose water. I, I, I honestly believe it's my love for it. My love to educate my clients on it, you know, and to provide a exclusive experience for each client, you know, and I end up gaining um, true friends, I guess you can say through my clientele as well. Um, and I'm not, I'm hungry for success, but I don't want to be famous, if that's a thing, is what I always used to say to myself. And what I mean by that is I'm not doing it so that people could be like, hey, look at me. I'm doing it because I love it. I truly, genuinely love what I do. And honestly, like I would love to teach others, which is something that I plan to do maybe in the future, very near. Um, you know, my technique on how I do things, but it's the love for it. You have to let it shine through. You have to be organic. Um, because then you'll be able to continue and to keep up with it. I truly believe that. And I know that to be true from my own personal experience is very similar to yours. I just quit, quit my job one day and was like, I'm going to do hair. But for me, it was it was a long bumpy road, okay? And so for you, when you made that that decision to follow your dreams, was it tough for you to like, I'm gonna make this full time and like be successful. And by successful, I mean match or exceed your nine to five income, which is inclusive of maybe benefits you may have had or time away, time off vacation and things like that. Was it difficult to get to that stage? Do you feel like you're at that stage? Oh, <laughs> Yes and no. <laughs> um, uh, I, I say yes as far as I have now been able to support myself better than I have ever been able to support myself. Um, and I remember struggling more with a nine to five than I do now. But I also believe that it's due to me being free, you know, me being free to be able to say if I have a day or uh, if I know in advance, like self-care days are important to me and I'm able to take them. I couldn't do that with nine to five days. Um, I couldn't be myself and I'm able to be myself just, you know, and being able to take care of myself. So now I know I work hard for my money and I get to see this money, you know, um, to support my family. And they get to see day in and day out, you know? 
So that's what makes it easy. Um, yeah, I, and I just don't have any regrets. That's great. What stood out to me in what you just said was that you work hard for your money, but you get to see the money. So because you're working hard, do you feel like it takes away from time with the family? No. <laughs> so um, I used to, I, I honestly just got in a salon. Just got in salon last year, July. Um, all the other years, it's been me home. So my family got to be home with me. And um, and I ran my business consistently as it was. The only difference was, is that I was home. But I ran it as a business. So my family was able to see, my family was able to partake, you know, and honestly, even at home, my children would have on their Be Quality Lock shirt. Um, if there's hair on the floor, they would be the ones to pick it up. When those towels start piling up, they would take it, go put the laundry in. So, and same thing with my mother, if she's seeing, there are times, like I said, my day started at 6 a.m., okay? And sometimes I wasn't done, and it's still like that now, until maybe 10, 11 o'clock at night. And when my mom would see I'm steadily going back to back to back, she would sit there with a spoon in her hand. It's like, here, eat something. So it became like a family thing. My clients would come over and um, no, I wouldn't be cooking over nobody's head or anything like that. We had a, I had a designated, you know, area you know, contrary, because I really don't know why people have such a negative connotation on people that do hair from home, because my clients loved it. They loved that homey feeling. They love feeling in, in um, inclusive. They love feeling like um, it was like a luxury feeling. It's just that we weren't at a salon, you know, it was my salon at home, but you know, or whatever. So my family loved it because they were able to take part as well, you know? Um, and even with me going over to the salon, my son would come over some days and be like, you guys need me to take out the trash, you know? Or my daughter, well, she, she's, she's a constant at the salon, you know? And it's nice for them. They love it. It's good for all of us. We see each other all the time versus when I was doing a nine to five, you didn't see me. I was never home because you couldn't, you weren't able to come. I love that so much because you're involving your family. They get to see what it's like hands-on to be a part of a business, to run a business, operate it. Like it's very rare, like you said, that your family or your children especially get to see what it takes to be to build a business and to like put your hard work into something and have a like tangible result. That's why children out here think money just comes on cards. <laughs> not that it comes from other people and hard work well my kids still think that especially with that game called roblox but we're not even gonna go there <laughs> <laughs> listen they it's but it but it does give them a different perspective right they can use their creativity and their passion in life to to attain what they desire is what um having a home-based business shows them and you're right there is such a taboo with having a home salon situation did you have any like as you started to gain your popularity online and i'm sure it started causing you to i don't say causing you but it started to gain you more clientele were you hesitant to have them come to your house 
Oh, I was very hesitant. Um, although I didn't really have problems, but there were situations um, to where, okay, first of all, um, my neighbors thought I was running some type of drug business. The amount of people that kept coming in and out of my home. Um, and then when they realized they came in looking one way and left and like, wow, this is a brand new person. Then they started to realize what was going on. But yes, that was always the main fear at the forefront because before doing hair from home, remember I used to always do it for friends and family and only for people that they knew because everybody knew how I operated. But I was that type of person. If you came to my house unannounced, I will look at you through the blinds and I will not open that door. So to open up my doors for people, you know, that I didn't know, it was always a fear. So once that person comes that first time, it was like my heart would just be literally out my chest. However, I always from the very, very beginning, even before going to hair school, because hair school came after, you know, my skill was first getting that license was after and even then like I can be honest now like I call myself the beauty school dropout you know and we'll get into that I'll tell you about that later but um back to the home thing consultations were important for me energy is transferable um vibes are transferable like if I go on live and I tell you about me taking new clientele and that's how come I've never been greedy for it I'm it's, all money ain't good money to me you know, and I feel as if, let me see if we vibe together. Let me see if we connect. Let me see, because just as in, you know, if you have somebody that's positive in your chair, you feel positive, it feels good. But then when you have that one individual, you know, that maybe a Debbie Downer, or you just feel something in your spirit says, step back. That's why consultations are important because I have easily told people, you know what, maybe I'm not the one for you, but here's somebody that you may connect with, you know? Um, so that's important. And that was always a fear of my mom's when she would come over or my family, my brothers used to make sure, hey, let's sit up on this couch, let it be known, you know, or, and so, yeah, that is a fear, but that's the main reason why I went into the salon. Not so much of that. It was mainly because of COVID. But um, it was time, though. It was time. Um, I So many things in there. Um, but I do want to just acknowledge the energy transfer and the, the vibes that happen at the salon, especially with locks. See, I feel like it's one thing with loose hair, we could just kind of comb through it, comb it out. It's like real quick and it, or it's a weave and it's something temporary. But when you're cultivating locks specifically, you're building on what's already there each and every time, vibrate the vibes it has to be, or it's better if they're on point, you're on a, a even, even frequency there. Yes. Yes. It has to be there. Um, <laughs> yes, truly it does have to be there, but you know, duality, right? Sometimes it don't, you don't, that's not what you need. So, you know, um, you said that you dropped out of beauty school. Tell me about that journey. Like I, I know with locks, you don't have to have, you don't have to have, you don't have to have like a license to do locks. At least in your state, do you have to have a license to do natural hair? 
they just changed it this year. But I'm about to tell you a story. I don't think I've ever really told anyone outside of family. But I remember I was like, okay, I got to be legit. Not realizing I'm already legit. You know what I'm saying? But then I was like, but what if I need a license? And and I was like, I'm going to do everything properly. Yeah, I'm running from home, running my business from home, but I want everything proper. I did my LLC, got my business account. I set up everything the way it needed to be done. I'm still learning, still muddling through some things. Um, however, I was like, okay, it's time for me to go get this cosmetology license, right? Because I was like, I want to teach and I want to be able to say, you know, I'm a licensed cosmetologist, you know? And I get into it thinking I'm going to learn more because what, what people don't understand is that although I worked from home, I did my research so that when it was time to educate my clients, I can do that. And I can honestly say, hey, I researched this. I've, you know, I've been there. I've done that. I've, you know, give them everything that they need at their disposal so that they can take care of their hair, their locks and know the reason why behind everything, right? So I'm thinking I'm going to get much more education as far as that's concerned. And they're going to teach me all types of hair. And I went to Aveda. And I went to Aveda because they were like, oh, we're natural. And it smelled so good. And it was just so pretty. I'm like, ooh, you know, I was ready. I was like, yes. I could say I went to Aveda. Honey, from day one, I had a rude awakening. And I'm not saying that I'm one of those people that are woke. But I am comfortable within myself to know when things look a little bit funny. So um, I was like, dang, they don't have any Black teachers, educators. I was like, okay, you know, um, maybe they'll come later, you know, down the line. And every day, and I would ask them a question, well, how is this with, you know, Black hair? Well, all hair is hair. I'm like, no, because you cannot treat, like, I can't put the same amount of heat on Caucasian hair as I can, you know, black hair. So all hair is, is not created equal. You're not teaching us anything. And that's what I went because I wanted more information, you know, and it was, I realized it became, it was so hard for me and it was hard. Then all of a sudden I started missing days in school because I was like, I don't want to hear that. I don't want to be there. I don't want to be dealing with them people. They don't want to teach me what I need to be learning. I know about this stuff because I research on that one. They, they, they're not teaching it. Then I started missing out. And then finally they said, we dropping you. I said, all right, then I'm good with that for real. And, and, then, and then I was like, you know, no, I got to go back. You know, I got to go back. And the next time I went back, um, one of the directors and I, we just, he just couldn't understand how, I had all my book work, you know, and I had passed every single exam, all that other type, every practical, because when I went back the very first day, I passed a pr practical week. No problem. You would have thought I'd never left, you know? And he goes, um, I just don't understand because you don't have the hours. Because remember, I said I wasn't going to school, you know? I wanted to go to work where I can do the things I wanted to do. And when I realized that I was working for free and all I'm doing is blow drying and dyeing, which I don't even really color hair in my salon, 
because like I said, I want to cultivate the locks and stuff like that. I don't have anything against it. And I don't say I don't do it at all, but it's not one of my passions, you know, and I have my reasons for it. And <laughs> long story short, I dropped out of school again. Okay. One beauty school dropout. That's me. Okay. And I call up uh, the, what's the thing in Tallahassee for where you get all your licensing and stuff. And they said, well, you didn't need to go for a cosmetology license. I go, what? They said, you don't need to go for a cosmetology license. You just needed a braider's license. And then come to find out they got rid of the braider's license last year. Now, um, the reason why is because I always seen, and I keep going back and I'm back in it now. And I, all, and I, and I always see how, you know, as much as I don't live for what other people are saying, but it's as if they give you less credit when you don't have that license in your hand. And I feel as if I've done too much work, um, work, too much research. I've, you know, made sure I did my due diligence within the community of locks to not have something to back me up. So I want to make sure I have that in hand. I want to make sure that when I have my classes, I can definitely say, listen, you can listen to me. I made sure I took that extra step. That's the only reason I'm going back. You know, so if I have to go through these last two months of saying, okay, let me do this one more blow dry. Okay, <laughs> let me, <laughs> let me go ahead and work for free for these people. <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and do it and get it done. And then we're gonna have a party. Okay, that's what we're gonna do. That's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's doing the hard work <laughs> so that you can reap the benefits of what you know you deserve. And it's also, um, for lack of a better term, like white supremacy or European standards and beauty mm -hmm. that just show up in those spaces, which is crazy because I went to Aveda. What? And I, same similar reasons why I went because it's just like, I've been in hair for a decade. Now let me get my license. And Aveda is all natural plant-based. Like it kind of aligns with like my work behind mm -hmm. the chair biggest difference I was like how why like why don't you like the school all of my educators are black all of them were black all of them were like looking in a book like yeah I know the books say this but like if you're doing black hair this no we can't do this like they would just give us all the tea so in school in my experience in Nevada they I had one of my educators she loved locks that's what she did so like all she poured into us that whole like 10 weeks that we was with her was about locks. And I was just like, oh my gosh, thank you so much. And it's just, it's truly based on the educator, not the school. But you know, Black people, we always put our own spin onto everything. You know what I mean? Because then when we, I did get a, a, a Caucasian educator at the last semester period, mm -hmm. wherever, however you want to define a section of school. He was so like uppity and like pompous as it relates to like the milady text. I'm like, it's a creative field. Like you can put your own creativity on it. You're giving me, I didn't I actually would not do any of the like textured hair that came in there because I didn't want to work for free. Like I'm not, mm -hmm. I get paid to do this outside of here. 
I'll do these round brush blow dries for 45 minutes. I'm not about to be sitting here doing no relaxer. Nah, you're not about to get me. Y'all need to practice here, not me. Wow, it's so funny to be to for the both of us to go to the same school and have two different experiences because one, now they have a couple of educators that are black, um, and I re and honestly I remember complaining all the time, all the time. So each time I went back, I noticed that one will trickle in, and then they'll have two trickle in, and you know three. I think they have no, they only have like two or three, you know. But what also it is, is that black people are not even coming there. And the way my brain works is I want to learn things that I'm actually going to put together. It becomes like a puzzle for me. So if I'm doing them round brush blow dries all day, every day, I'm like, how can I apply this in my everyday life? I can't, you know, I'm not... I don't even do that much hate when it comes to locks other than them sitting up under that dryer to make sure it's dry thoroughly. But it's like, it was hard for me because it's like, it's not fitting the puzzle, okay? So this is me wanting to do locks. This is, you know, what they're teaching me. I was like, how, I'm paying how much for this school out of pocket and it's not fitting? So that was hard for me. It's still hard for me. It's still hard for me. And I'm like, I just got to finish, bro. Just, you know, friends and family is like, babe, it's around the corner. Just say it's around the corner. Yes, I'm just waiting. I wish there was a way to exempt. To just go straight into taking it. The license. Oh, touchy subject, but yeah. That's, <laughs> that's, that's, that's it. It's, it's really interesting because I never looked at it like, how is it going to fit as much as I looked at it like, if I needed to make some quick money or if I needed to fit myself into some place that mm -hmm. didn't have a population of Black people, if I didn't, if I hadn't identified them yet. I could do these quick round brushes and like color, like they're like straighter <laughs> textures of hair it doesn't require that much. You know what I mean? And so it's just, it's almost easy. This is easy. I can easily do this anywhere I go. So let me just have this skill in my back pocket and what I am passionate about, what I know that I can do, what I know that um, I like, I'm, I'm striving to show up in this space. I can learn that, research that, and like attract that on my own. This is just for me to have the formality and also the versatility worldwide, international, because Aveda is like an international brand, right? So they're speaking on European concepts, Latino, like they have global reach. And that, that's almost what I wanted. I wanted to have that global perspective of hair. I never wanted to take what they have and necessarily fit it, fit it into like the expansive, expansiveness, expansiveness of me. This is just one little thing I'm grabbing mm -hmm. from y'all real quick. Okay, I can see that. But yeah, that's that's it. But so all that to say, it's okay to, you know, take a step back because it's not aligning with what you have going on. And especially if you're working really intensely in the business that you're building, because that's, you're constantly shifting gears, going to school, going against what you're doing. So I could see like, actually, I'm just going to put this down for a little bit. 
if you had to say something, if you had to speak or educate an aspiring loctician coming into the industry, what advice would you give them? Number one is to be you. Um, I always tell everybody to ask me an advice. You know, I wanted to do it just like you know, number one to do you. Uh, even if I were to teach someone how to do something, I know I will always tell them, put your spin. Put your spin, your take, you know, do you, be you. Another thing is, is to not take anything personally. You're going to get some no's. You're going to get people that may not believe in you the way you believe in yourself, but you have to continue believing in yourself to strive and to want more. Reach out. So network. You know, get out there, get to know people. There are wonderful people. Um, like um, one, two people that I reached out first was um, was Nicole with a distinct image and um, Jakemia, um, the dread lady. So, and, and, and you, I end up, you know, meeting you as well. So, and I remember it, it, they were always saying, you know, get out there, go to these shows and stuff, which I yet to go to. That was one of my goals for last year, but I didn't. But that's one thing I would definitely encourage them to do. Get to know people within the lock community, you know, because don't take it as a competition, you know, because that's a lot of things that I get to see as well. Like everybody's like wanting to compete instead of collaborate, you know. So and then once you get to a certain point, please reach back to somebody else and it's also okay to be selective. It's okay to um, have someone that vibes on the same type of energy within your chair. So if you make it first about the passion and the love for the hair, everything else will come. That is great advice, Beverly. And though the two ladies that you spoke of, they are also very amazing and have rooted themselves in the revolutionary hair community and they are making amazing impacts. So thank you for sharing those two people. And then I asked you to share your favorite affirmation, which is take pride in your crown. Can you tell us why that is your favorite affirmation? Because your crown is just like the head of every household. Your crown is the head of you, the, the embodiment of you, you know, so if you take pride in that, normally when people see you, the first thing they see is your hair, you know, and your hair, that's your crown. And if you take pride in that, you know, no one can take that from you. Whether you're bald, whether you have logs, whether, you know, you have an Afro or however you want to wear your hair, own it, own that. No one can take that away from you. Own it, take pride in it you know, revel in it, love it, love on it. And honestly, because, you know, normally when your hair is not done and then most people like, I just don't feel like myself. And then when you go and you get it done or you just simply wash it and it's like, hmm, you're feeling yourself all over because it starts from your head, you know, so take pride in it. Truly, that is great advice. And it's a, such a a gentle reminder to just invest in you and also to own the position as salon professionals that we have and how we are approaching that crown that we service and that we care for and that we touch and, you know, leaving people better than putting into them, putting into their crown something that's 
was maybe missing or may, they may have been, you know, not aware of, if you will. Um, let my last, my last thing that I want to, uh, glean from you and your experience, if you could share with us, is where do you see yourself? What's your next step? Because you just moved into your new salon space. You're finishing up cosmetology school. Do you see what is the next level for B-Quality Locks? B-Quality Locks um, is only part of my brand. Uh, I also have products. So I do want to start taking that a little bit more serious. You know, I have, you know, my growth oil. Um, I also have um, my rose water, which is the lock hydrating refresher. So I want to be able to focus on that a little bit more. I am in the works of doing that. I want to teach. I want to educate. I want to give classes, Um, maybe be a little bit more at the forefront of my brand versus continuing like at the back behind the chair. Although I will still want to be behind the chair, I just don't see the love of that going away. But I wanna be able to expand and I feel as if if I can show people how I do it, that you know what I want for the lot community, like um, no drama behind the chair, you know, and all that that can be spread out and maybe there can be a difference. There will be a difference. You just got to keep showing up as yourself because you are so powerful. That is so true. And I'm so proud of you, Beverly. You better you better be speaking on all the things you're creating. That's amazing. So I'm I'm so excited. I'm so excited to see you stepping in front of your brand, speaking more about your products, and also teaching classes. I'm going to be one of your students. I cannot wait. Um, For everybody else that's listening, though, um, where can they find you? Where's your digital home online? Okay, so um, you can find me on all social media platforms under B Quality Locks. Um, And my website is bqualitylockslab.com. And that's where you will find all my merchandise. I have uh, I have my lock hydrating refresher, my growth oil. I have t-shirts. I have bonnets, which are made. I, I make my own bonnets, um, which they're satin lining with an Ankara fabric. Um, so I make that as well. And um, that's all online. And you can find me on Twitter, Pinterest, uh, Instagram. So I'm all over, all over. But you're also showing up for yourself, and I appreciate that. And I appreciate you making the time to speak with us today. And thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. And if you were inspired by anything that was shared today, if you felt motivated to keep going, please take a moment and write a five-star review in Apple Podcasts. You can review the episode. You can just leave what you took away from the episode. Just take a little bit of time and send some love my way and to our guest, Beverly, in that review section. It really and truly helps other salon professionals like yourself discover the podcast you can also find links to beverly's contact information in the show notes and of course i want to invite you to visit salonfrequency.com to join the vibe i'll see you in season three